Hey, it's me, Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're in Colossians 3, and we were looking at verses 12 and 13, but I want to skip over briefly to Ephesians 4, which echoes this, has a parallel teaching to this. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has grievance against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. Now here's the new verse to add on. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And let the peace of Christ, to which you were also called, in one body, rule your hearts and be thankful. Even in just those two verses, there's a lot to unpack, but I wanted to show a parallel in Ephesians chapter 4. So that was Colossians chapter 3. Here's Ephesians chapter 4. See if you can spot the parallels and what Paul wrote to the region of Colossae with the house churches and then the, the, the church in the city of Ephesus in, in Ephesians chapter 4. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, urge you to live worthy of the calling you have received with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There's one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope at your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. In, in, in all. Now grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. For it, said, it says, when he ascended on high, he took captives captive and he gave gifts to people. This is what conquering kings do. But what does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower parts of the earth? That's here among us. The one who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens to fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, equipping the saints for the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ. Hey, that's exactly what's happening right now, I hope until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's Son, growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. Then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching, by human cunning with cleverness and the techniques of deceit. But speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way into him who is the head, Christ. From him the whole body, fitted and knit together, by every supporting ligament promotes the growth of the body for building up itself in love by the proper working of each individual part. It's remarkable how much Ephesians 4 echoes this message within, within Colossians chapter 3. He calls us to bear with one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of peace. This is similar to what he called the church at Colossae to do, right? Bearing with one another and forgiving uh, forgiving one another if anyone has grievance against one another. It's the same counsel he gave to the church at Ephesus, the same church he gives to Colossae, it's the same counsel here. He calls us to forgive one another. Okay, that's like we said in yesterday's devotion, that's just mandatory. That, it doesn't function without that. But moreover, moreover, above all of this, we're called to love. Love. That's what he says in verse 14 of Colossians 3. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. As you heard in Ephesians chapter 4, unity is a big deal to Paul. 
he, he reminds the, the Ephesian church about the fact that we have one baptism. We have one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one God, one Father. This is a call to unity. You and I worship the same God, man. And, and you and I might have a conflict and we might deeply disagree. I might wrong you in some way or fail you somehow. But in this, you and I still worship the same God. We're still filled with the same spirit. We still believe the same Bible. So we've got to forgive each other. We have to bear with one another in love. The bear with one another in Colossians chapter three entails forgiveness. Bear with one another, forgive each other. In Ephesians chapter four, it's bear with one another in love. In, in Colossians chapter three, the love theme comes back in the following verse, and it's actually emphasized above all. It's of utmost primacy. And so this act of genuine forgiveness, it must be done in genuine love. It's not because this is a, this is a functional model for an organization that you adopt it. It's because you genuinely love God and you love his people. You love his church, according to 1 John, thereby showing yourself to be a true Christian. The fact that you love one another. This is how we know we are his. We love one another. And this is above all. In fact, the reason that it's above all is that if you truly do love God's people and you love his church, you're going to be forgiving. You're going to be forgiving. The forgiveness will naturally follow if you love. Hence, Paul places it above everything else. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Every time we finish up a worship service at the Redemption Church, I tell the Redemption Church, I love you, Redemption Church. I'll love you forever. And it's true. I just will. The day they put me in the ground, I'll pass into glory and be with my Savior. I'll be loving the Redemption Church from there. This I love you, I'll love you forever thing is something that came into the way that I speak to people uh, a few years ago. You know, it's kind of dawned on me that, yeah, like your, your love for others doesn't end with your physical death. It continues on forever. And so it's a true statement. I know that it sounds a little bit sentimental. I know it's a little bit mushy. I was even self-conscious about saying it and I took it out of my service, but Debbie Davis was the one who said, hey, why'd you stop saying that? And I was like, oh, okay, I just felt, I felt self-conscious, but it's true because it's genuine, it's how I feel. And because I genuinely love the people of the Redemption Church, when you step on my toe, I'm gonna forgive you. I, you know, if, if we, if, spoiler, if you and I have conflict, it's gonna end in forgiveness. It must, it necessarily must, it has to, in fact, that love, that love is more important than everything else. Because that love is there, the forgiveness will follow. So I pray that you're not looking at this framework and taking notes and saying, ooh, this is a good organizational structure. I mean, it is, you're right. But I pray that it's genuine, that it flows from the love that's in your heart for God and for his people. And as a result, that forgiveness is almost symptomatic of the love. In Ephesians 4, he said, uh, bear with one another in love. And in Colossians 3, he says, love one another, forgiving one another, whatever grievances you have. And above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. In Jesus' name, may the Redemption Church and everybody who shares in our resources at JCM share in that perfect bond of unity. Motley though we may be, may we be united in love.